0: This, this message to me is so, so profound because I, I, don't, I haven't preached on Hebrews 11 this way in 20, 23 years that I've been preaching. And God just has highlighted some things about these people that Hebrew, the writer of Hebrews said these are people of faith. They made the, they made the hall of faith. And, and what's interesting about it is that we, we talked about Joshua last week, or a week before, two weeks ago, but the Pentecost, remember? Joshua took the people into the promised land and, and, but you know what? His name is not mentioned in Hebrews 11. It just says the walls of Jericho. And So I took that and I went to, to Joshua because he led the people. But this lady, Rahab, is mentioned. I thought, well, that's really interesting, God, you, you haven't, uh, you have, uh, Abel and you have Moses and you have Abraham and Noah all these great people of faith and then here we come to this Little woman named Rahab and her name was not just Rahab. It was Rahab the harlot I went and looked through scriptures six times her name is associated with being the harlot Rahab the harlot they couldn't just say Rahab they had to say Rahab the harlot and I thought well that's not something you'd be really proud to be named, you know? Would it be if somebody was calling you out? Well, there's old Pam the Harlot. <laughs> no, that's not. she's not here, so I can say that. There are other Pams here, though. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hebrews eleven thirty-one, one verse about her. By faith, the harlot Rahab. Did not perish with those who did not believe when, when she had received the spies with peace. Hmm. Rahab the harlot, Rahab the prostitute, Rahab the whore, Rahab the hooker. Why would God put her in this passage? Even when Joshua's name wasn't mentioned. How was faith involved in her life, this Gentile prostitute? So to, to find that out, we have to go back to the backstory. story. I like the backstory. story. So if you have your Bibles, go to Joshua 2. Now Moses had died, remember? Moses had died, handed the reins over to Joshua, and Joshua was commissioned to take the, the, the new generation, all the rest of them had died in the wilderness, remember? And he was commissioned to take the, the new generation of Israelites into the promised land. And when last two weeks ago, we talked about how they went in there. So now this, this story is not about Joshua. It's not about that. It's about... Rahab so he has commissioned Joshua to take the land but he needs help so Joshua 2 verse 1 says now Joshua the son of Nun went sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly saying go view the land especially Jericho so they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there did you just catch that I just slowed down (laughs) I was already going too fast (laughs) The thought is, why did they go to her house? Two men, hey, we need a place to lodge. Hey, there's a red light on that door. (laughs) That's not why they went there. The Bible doesn't tell us why why, why the two spies went to this woman's house. Now, the word harlot, also in the Hebrew, can mean the word innkeeper. But when you do a deep dive into really understanding the name of it, it really meant harlot or prostitute. But maybe she was a harlot slash innkeeper. I don't know. But they went to her house, okay? Verse 2. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, the men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. Now the king must have had his spies too, because he knew. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it happened as the gate was being shut, when it was dark, that the men went out. What is she doing here? She's lying. Okay. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. I mean, she's like, she's not only lying, she's giving them a, a, a way to really be hidden and send these other guys on a wild goose chase. But she had brought them up to the roof, this is, was her plan, and, she, and hidden them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. Then the men pursued, the Jericho men, the king's men, they pursued them by the road to the Jordan, to the fords. And as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Now, can God use a liar? You know, she's actually in good company here because Abraham lied. Not just once, but twice at least that we know of. He, He lied about his wife being his sister okay and then we have jacob he's in this order of men of faith and remember what happened to jacob when he and uh, he pre-tricked his dad and, and lied to them and said he was esau remember that so we've got she's in good company with liars and god can use liars okay so now go to verse eight now before they lay down she came up to them on the roof and said to the men i know that the lord has given you the land that the terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you, for the Lord your God, He is God in heaven and above and on earth beneath." The the reason I'm reading the Scriptures today because the Scriptures tell the story a lot better than I can tell the story. And here's the thing. The testimony of the miracles of God caused Rahab to declare, for the Lord your God, He is God in heaven, above and on earth beneath. Your testimony all this year we have been pam's testimony all this year we've been talking about your testimony say my testimony testimony. when we testify of what the 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 lord has done in our life it can cause people to come to know jesus did you know that did you know that see if you're not sharing your testimony But if you're not telling people about the goodness of God, if you're not telling them how awesome God is and what He's done in your life, the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the greatest miracle of all salvation, if you're not sharing that with people, you're not going to change anybody's life. And so they had heard, all of Jericho had heard, wow, have you heard? About this army these people from Israel there's a million of them and they're they're, they're this doing great things are happening God is on their side we better get on their side and so she had heard that and she decided listen I'm willing to lie I'm willing to tell tell the king of Jericho a lie so I can be a part of this body of people that's how sure she was of the testimonies that she had heard of the miracles the signs and the wonders your testimony has power behind it. Let me say that again. Your testimony has power behind it. Unless your testimony is one of... Unless your testimony is what, one of, Oh, woe is me. I just can't be my... I, yeah, I'm a Christian. Are you... Yeah. then It's not working out so good. And you know, they say God is good, but it doesn't appear he's that good to me. I got this ailment, I got that, and this happened and that happened. And I don't have any money in the bank, my car is broke down. Oh, but God is good. That's my testimony. That'll really change some lives, won't it? If everything coming out of your mouth is nit blip 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 vomit, and you think somebody's gonna, oh wow. I want to serve that God. I want to serve your God. How do I get to know your Jesus? They're not going to ask you that. They're going to say, oh, I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Find me somebody else. Are, y'all, are you tracking with me? So if, if the Bible, that's why the Bible says do everything without grumbling and complaining. If all you're ever doing is grumbling and complaining, your testimony is not full of power. It's, full of, it's weak. Joshua 2.12 Now therefore I beg you, this is, Rahab is speaking, Swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you will also show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token, and spare my father, my mother, my brother, my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. See, Rahab was not just concerned about her own life. She was concerned about her whole family. Sometimes we get so caught up in us, so caught up in me, so caught up in the I, and we forget about all the others that our life affects and touches. She didn't forget. She might have been Rahab the harlot, but she loved her family. She wanted her family to be taken care of. She was willing to put her life on the line for her family. So that, that causes me to ask you, are you willing to do whatever it takes to, to take care of your family to make sure that they're saved, that they know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior? Are you willing to say the, the, the hard things sometimes? Are you willing to go uh, and, and step out a little bit out of the boat and show them, I've got faith. I've got faith for your salvation. But so many times, oh, my son, he's so far, he's away from the God, away from the Lord, and I don't think there's anything I can do. Listen, God is not asking us to walk in fear about our families. He's, walking, he's calling us to walk in this thing called faith. Speaking it. My son's come to Jesus. My daughter's coming to Jesus. My husband's coming to Jesus. My wife's coming to Jesus. They're, coming, they're getting out of that addiction. I begin, you begin to speak the word over them. Speak faith over them. Yeah. So important what we speak, church. Verse 14, so the men answered her, Our lives for yours. If none of you tell this business of ours, and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall, and she dwelt on the wall. And she said to them, Get to the mountain. Here she goes. She's really giving this guys, she's trying to help them so much. She said, Get to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, because they were going and coming back, hide there for three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward, you may go your way. How convinced are you of God's saving grace? How convinced are you that God's your protector? How convinced are you that God wants the best for your life and for your family? Verse 17, so the men said to her, We will be blameless of this oath of yours which you have made us swear. Unless we, when we come into the land, unless, listen, unless you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down, and unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to your own home." There's conditions to her safety. Y'all see that? What is this a picture of? This is a picture of the blood of the Lamb. It's a prophetic picture of Jesus' blood. It's also a picture of what took place when when Moses said, put the blood of the lamb over the doorpost so your family, your household can be saved, right? And so here they're saying, isn't it funny how God just happens to make these things all fit together? The word just happens to make all these things fit together? And he says, they said, listen, we have a scarlet cord here, scarlet, mm, color of blood. If you will tie this in the window... When we see it, when the the walls come down and we see that scarlet cord, your whole family, if you're together, if you're together, you will be saved. Everybody in your household. What a beautiful picture of the blood of Jesus. Ephesians 2.13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You've been brought near by the blood of Christ. See, I've been brought near. near. Hebrews 10, 19 says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. How do you enter in to the throne room of grace? By the blood of Jesus. Do you all know how important it is to know what the blood stands for? Do you know how how important it is when you take communion that when you drink that juice, how important it is for you to understand you're covered by the blood of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb. It's the scarlet cord that keeps us safe. 1 John 1, 7 says, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Say all sin. All sin. It's His blood. It's the blood, it's the blood, it's the blood, it's the blood. Some people don't like to talk about the blood. It's kind of messy. But without the blood, there is no remission of sin. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And Jesus Christ went to the cross and shed every drop of His blood so that we would be saved. All of our sins are forgiven when when they're covered by the blood of Jesus. I heard a couple of people say, Thank you, Jesus. I don't know that we have an understanding or comprehension of just how important it is, how incredible the blood of Jesus is. That the Son of God's blood could come out of His body on the cross over 2,000 years ago it still touches us today and makes us whole. Joshua 2:19. So it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street his blood shall be on his own head, and we will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him. And if you tell this business of ours, then you will be free from your oath, which you made us swear. I am covered by the blood. I am safe because I'm covered by the blood. Proverbs 18.10 10, says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run into it, and are what? Safe. We've got to run into it, though, guys. We've got to let him cover us today. Verse 21, then she said, I love this. This lady is such a, a woman of faith. Then Rahab said, according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed. And she bound the scarlet cord in the window. You know what's cool about this? She didn't know when they were coming back. She didn't wait. I think I'll wait till the last minute and put the scarlet cord in the window. When I see the army coming, advancing, I think that's when I'll tie the scarlet cord in the window. See, some of you here this morning, I'll just wait until I've sewn all my wild oats. I think I'll just wait till everything is lined up. You know, uh, you know this woman and this man that I'm living with. I'm one of these days. I'm gonna get all that straightened out, and we're gonna marry. We'll make it right. I'm gonna do this, get this relationship right. Uh, these friends that I've been, they've been hanging around me. And they're my horrible influence on my life. You know, one of these days I want to tell them I've got to separate from you because that they're corrupting me. And so we, we put things off, and we, we say, you know, one of these days I'm gonna give my life to Jesus. Oh, oh, I, I'm a Christian. One of these days I'm gonna, I want to make Him Lord in my life. One of these days I'm gonna start serving Him. One of these days, one of these days, one of these days. One of these days, I think I'll hang the scarlet cord. And, no. The moment they gave her the cord and they began to leave, she said, yeah, I better do it right now. They might come back tomorrow. Oh, you know, one of these days Jesus is coming back. One of these days there's going to be a rapture. One of these days, one of these days, one of these days. And, and, but until then, you know, I'm just going to live my life the way I want to live it. There's a story in the Bible about a man that built, he was a farmer, and a, he built silos. And the more, the more stuff he accumulated, the more silos he built. And, and, and one of the, you know, he was just getting richer and richer and richer, but he's keeping it all to himself. And, and Jesus said in the parable, said, you said, know, today the, the Lord requires him. Today's the last day. He's not going to get to enjoy it. We don't know our last day. We just don't know it. We don't know, we don't know our next breath, really. So quit waiting to do what God's called you to do. Amen? Amen? According to your words, so be it. Remember when the angel of the Lord told Mary how she was going to birth the Christ child? And he told her that her cousin Elizabeth was going to have, uh, have a, ch- a child, and she knew that Elizabeth had been barren. And the angel told Mary in Luke 1.37, for with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it to be let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. When are you start, when are you going to start believing the word of God, church? When are you going to start believing that the word of God for you is true? When, when, when are we going to start believing that all his promises are yes and amen? When are we going to start believing that he is still the healer, that he is still a miracle-working God? When are we going to start believing for everything, that every promise that he said we could have? When are we going to start grabbing hold of those promises? Because I'm telling you, we're not living the abundant life until we start grabbing hold of everything he said is ours. Everything. You know, we believe for ourselves. I remember merely saying, "You know, we when before we were baptized in the Holy Spirit, all we really believed for was our salvation. Oh, I'm saved. I'm going to go to heaven. That's true, but we forget. We didn't read the rest of the story. That there's so much more, so much more. Verse 22. They departed, went to the mountain. They stayed there three days. And God's something. He loves three day things, right?" They stared there three days until the pursuers returned, and the pursuers sought them all along the way, but did not find them. So the two men returned, descended from the mountain, crossed over, and they came to Joshua the son of Nun, and told him all that had befallen them. And they said to Joshua, Truly the Lord has delivered all the land into our hands, for indeed all the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted because of us." Remember when Moses sent out the spies? He was public. Twelve of them. They came back, and Caleb and Joshua were the only two that said, we can do this with God. God's already given it to us. Joshua was maybe a little bit smarter. He just sent out two out, and he sent them out secretly. And they came back and reported everything to to Joshua. Then they crossed the Jordan. I, I just This picture is so cool. They crossed the Jordan, and they started marching around Jericho. How many times did they march around? Six first, and then seventh time they they just pooh. You know what they saw every time they marched around that city, the walls. Anybody ever thought what they saw? They saw a scarlet cord hanging out of one window. One window. One time around. Hey, there's a there's a scarlet cord. Remember, guys, we can't, uh-uh, they're safe. Two times, there's a scar. I bet after five and six, six times, they're like, man, she's, 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 she's good. She's, she's steadfast. She didn't pull the cord in. She believes, she believes, she believes, she believes. And six times around that, that city, they marched and marched and marched. And they didn't say a word. They just blew the trumpets, remember? They were, they were quiet. On the seventh day, then they shouted, and the, the walls fell down. Verse seven, uh, Joshua six, verse seventeen. Jumping ahead, because Joshua is going to keep his promises. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction; it and all who are in it. Only Rahab the harlot shall live. (laughs) There's that name again. She and all who are with her in her house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. Jump down to verse twenty-two. But Joshua had said to the two men who had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house. And for there bring out the woman and all that she has, as you swore to her. And the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, and all that she had. So they brought out all of her relatives and left them outside the camp of Israel. But they burned the city and all that was in it with fire. Only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And Joshua spared Rahab the harlot, her father's household, and all that she had. So she dwells in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers from whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. You ever think about sequences of of events when you're reading the Bible? Where was her house? Anybody remember where her house was? It was in the wall. So, seventh day, trumpets, they blow the trumpets. And the walls fall down. But if the walls fell down flat. The Bible says they fell down flat. I'm thinking... Did they fall down flat? You ever think about stuff like that? I didn't. I was like, okay, it didn't say. I thought, well, maybe they went beforehand and they said, "Ram, get out! The walls are about to fall." I don't know. It didn't say. I, 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 supernaturally, God of course could have protected them. All the walls could have fallen down. They could have just. Whoop, God could have just brought them out supernaturally. I don't know. Translated them out. We don't. We don't see that there. But I, I just thought. A, I don't understand sometimes how the sequence of events happened, but I know God already had it all figured out. And the thing about it is, Rahab and her family were saved. Now, what what saved Rahab and her family? Faith, Faith, obedience. Say faith Faith. and obedience. There's a thing called integrity, too. She did exactly what she said she would do. They did exactly what they said they would do. Integrity is kind of missing in the Christian community today in a lot of ways. People aren't as honest and, and, and that their character. You know, we, we want our character. We, we, we talk about Christians. Well, we can do this. We can do that. Well, I'm covered by grace. But God's really, he's really concerned about our character. He's concerned about your integrity. And listen, if you're, if you're one of these guys that you do whatever you want to and you send all you want to, and then like I said earlier about your testimony, you think you're going to win people to Jesus Christ, you're not. You're just not. Now look at James 2.25. Rahab's mentioned in more than just Hebrews. Likewise was not Rahab the harlot, even James calls her Rahab the harlot, also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. This whole faith series kind of narrows it down. It's, it's faith, and faith results in works. Okay? Faith without works is what? Dead. So the whole faith series, we're talking about trusting God, obeying God. And if you really trust Him, you'll obey Him. That sounds like a simple statement, doesn't it? If you really trust God, you'll obey Him. Then why, do, why are people so disobedient to God? Anybody have an answer for that one? Because of our way. Is it our flesh? We want our own way? I'm awfully quiet today. Is it because I'm going slow? I'm trying to go Is this okay, doll? You think you can keep up with me? Um, I'm like this? Okay, sorry. Rahab went from a harlot to a heroine. This is where it's going to get really intense. She eventually integrated into the Israelite nation, and she married an Israelite. His name was Salmon. I like this. I was telling Mary Lou, I like to read about traditions. And a lot of things that, that there's there's traditions that the, the Jewish uh, have, they have tr- traditions that aren't necessarily in the Bible. But Jewish tradition says that one of the spies was Salmon. Isn't that cool? that make a good Hallmark show, wouldn't it? <laughs> Except for the violence and stuff, you know. She married a Jew. Integrated into the life into the family of God. Okay? Now, this is what's so cool. Look at Matthew 1, verse 5. Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Hmm. Let me read that again. Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king. Woo! She's not mentioned here as a harlot. You see that? She's not mentioned as a harlot. And not all, let's see, she was only one of five women in all the genealogy of Jesus that was mentioned. And she's a Gentile, and she was a harlot. She's in the lineage of Jesus Christ. She was the great great grandmother of King David, the 35th grandmother of Jesus Christ. Woo! I preached all that to get here. So exciting. By faith. Hebrews 11, 31, By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe. Listen, not only did she not perish, but she thrived. Not only did she not perish, but she became, in the lineage of Jesus Christ, this Gentile prostitute. What does that tell us this morning? What does that tell you this morning? God can use anybody. He can use you. He can use me. he can change that woman don't you think he can change you see God put it on my heart he said Harold he said there are people in your church in this church body this morning that don't think they're worthy to serve God they're the broken vessels they're the the why the they're, they're the ones that I, I don't know I'm, I'm just not worthy I'm not I'm not a, I'm just a nobody God can't use me and that is a lie from the pit of hell and you need to hear these stories because they're more than just stories. This is truth. See, he doesn't care about your past. Everybody that we've read about, if you take God out of the equation, they ought to be, it should be called the hall of shame. Because they all screwed up. All of them screwed up. But because God intervened into their life, it was the hall of fame. But it's the hall of faith. Because there were people of faith, and it would look like, well, all she did was try to save her own skin. No, she saved the nation. She cooperated with God's plan. And God said, Rahab, my son is going to come from your lineage. What can God do with somebody that just has some faith? What can God do with you this morning? He's just asking you to have faith. Just the faith of a mustard seed, he said, can move a mountain. And here's the cool thing about God. Even the faith comes from him. Even the faith comes from him. Do you stand this morning?